What's going on, everybody? My name's Jason Gerstenberger. Thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Burn, Weight Loss Strategies for Busy Professionals. I am the author of The Diet Detox, creator of the Blueprint for Lasting Weight Loss coaching plan, and I just wanted to explain what this podcast is all about. And first and foremost, it's about helping people lose weight, and it's about helping people keep the weight off. And this first episode is going to be a lot about my background and how I went from a 400-pound, 20-something-year-old to half that size and losing 200 pounds and everything I learned along the way. And the first thing I want to impress upon you is that when I was 400 pounds, I did not have my system to go by. I learned and created my system based on everything that I saw was wrong with the weight loss industry while I was trying to lose weight. And when I started initially, uh, it just seemed like, you know, go on a diet, pick, you know, Weight Watchers, Atkins, Jenny Craig, uh, Nutrisystem, any one of them, and um, they should work. And if they don't work, the reason why they don't work isn't the system, it's the person. So I had a lot of blame pointed towards myself at the time, uh, some of it valid, some of it due to the fact that I wasn't actually sticking to my goal of losing the weight, but also I had shouldered a lot of the blame for the problems that were baked into those plans that were almost doomed for failure from the start. Like um, Weight Watchers is cool, but I mean, do you really need to convert a calorie to a fucking point? Like life is already hard enough. And now you're about to learn an entire system of losing weight where you're taking calories, which is already available on every single object of food, every single food product in the United States. And then you're going to convert it to a point to then fit it into that system. And then you're going to basically make yourself a slave to that program for your entire life. Because once you lose the weight, if you go back and just start using calories, well, that's a whole new ball game that you've got to learn how to play. So my premise is why not just learn how to do it the right way from the start? Why not get rid of the gimmicks? Why not get rid of the proprietary systems that wind up holding you back and being a weight around your ankle? And why not just learn proper nutrition and proper fitness and proper mental focus techniques um, in order to be successful from the very start? So when I started, just to give you a little bit of background about my life, I didn't have overweight parents. I didn't have an overweight sibling. I didn't have an overweight family. I actually came from a very athletic family. My father was an athlete growing up. He played soccer. My mom was an avid runner until she became sick with multiple sclerosis. So fitness and health and wellness were baked into our everyday values. Like there was nothing that I was missing in regard to from an educational standpoint growing up in my household. Everybody wanted everyone to take care of themselves. It was part of the belief of my household. Uh, so how I came from being a, well, everybody's born healthy. They're not born overweight. They're not born fat. And how I deviated so far off of the spectrum to being literally more than I could actually tell on a scale because the scales I had only went to 350 pounds. So how I went from healthy young child to morbidly obese young man um, was just a whole lot of uh, inaction. So it's almost like a plane, like I talk about in my book, The Diet Detox, where just imagine you're taking off from the airport on the West Coast, pick any city, say Seattle, and then you head towards New York, but your calibration and your GPS is off by just a couple degrees. Now, when you first leave, you might not notice the difference at all. You might think you're headed right on track, but by the time you get to the other coast, 
You could be in Washington, D.C. instead of New York. You could be in Virginia. You could be in fucking Florida, uh, depending on how far off your gauge really is. So it was not one set thing that happened in my life that caused me to gain weight. I had a lot of pain growing up, um, seeing my mother get sick and seeing her body fall apart at a very young age after seeing her so young and vibrant and healthy. That hurt for sure. Uh, but I also had a lot of good. My, my mom loved me. My father loved me. Uh, they were active, involved in my life. I had friends. Uh, I had a close family. So not about to sit here and have a pity party about the things I went through when I was younger. But yeah, there was some pain. I don't know that it necessarily is entirely to blame for gaining 200 pounds of fat, but uh, it's something to consider. So anyway, uh, how I went and decided to take action once and for all was I was about, I think I was 19 or 20 years old. I remember it was Easter Sunday, vividly. I remember it was Easter Sunday when I changed my mind forever. And what happened was uh, I was hanging out with some friends later on that night. Um, Easter dinner was over. We had done our family time and and uh, went over to a friend's house. And I kind of just had this vision of myself. I remember sitting in this chair uh, in my friend's basement. And we were just hanging out. And I remember feeling myself pushing into the arms of the chair, how, the sides of it, like just, you know, how stuck I felt sitting there. And then I kind of had this like overhead image of myself where I was kind of having an out-of-body experience, but not really. I was just kind of visualizing myself looking down and seeing the enormity of how big I had become. And I was just disgusted. I was disgusted completely with with how far off track I've gotten. I was I was furious with how deep of a hole I had dug myself into. And I didn't know at that moment that I was going to have the success I had eventually, but I did feel that burning desire to change my life forever and how I never wanted to feel this way again. And I knew that I had a lot of work ahead of me, but at the time... All I could think about was, I've got to take massive action right now. I don't know what it is yet, but I have to do something. Something's got to give because this, I can't, I can't keep living like this because I'm going to be dead at 30 years old. Like, uh, that was kind of my thought process was, you know, enough is enough. I'm about to watch my entire life pass me by, and I'm about to sit on the sidelines with some of the greatest things that life has to offer because I'm choosing food and I'm choosing complacency over taking action, stepping out of my comfort zone, and taking care of this once and for all. So I went home from my friends. I, I took off that night. I said goodbye. And I remember I walked back to my father's house, and I was pretty disappointed in myself. I remember that walk, and I remember what I was thinking during that walk. And the only thing I had wanted, the only thing I was asking of myself was to wake up the next day equally as motivated to continue pressing to try and lose the weight. So I didn't really expect anything magical to happen that night. I just knew that I wanted, I had hoped that I would keep that motivation and it wouldn't just be a fleeting moment, so to speak. So I woke up the next day and uh, the fire was still inside of me. Of course, I was a little bit less emotional at the time. You sleep on things, you feel better. And, uh, and I decided to go to the local grocery store and uh, pick up a copy of Men's Health magazine. It was the only magazine I had seen any of my parents uh, reading in regard to health and fitness growing up. So it seemed like the natural place to start as an authority. And I'm very grateful I did that because I remember devouring that magazine, just reading it cover to cover uh, that first day, and then reading it several more times um, and taking 
the information that they had and just kind of grabbing all the little weight loss tips, all the little tricks that were in there kind of seasoned through each article. And I, I, I made a short little list of things to do. And at the time, they had a section in the magazine, which I always set a goal to become a part of, which is called the Belly Off Club. I remember seeing this guy who was a few years older than me. He was in his mid-20s, maybe his late 20s, and he had lost about 100 pounds. He went from 300-something down to 200-something, and it was just phenomenal. Uh, the amount of belief that that instilled in me, because he looked like he had a lot of weight to lose, and he looked fantastic after he lost the weight. So that seeing it um, and not necessarily just dreaming about it anymore, but seeing that somebody who was so overweight could go to a healthy place and he could be in really good shape and you might not ever have any idea that he was overweight in the first place was very inspiring to me because I wanted to escape this life. I didn't want to bring any of it with me. So I didn't want there to be lingering effects. I didn't still want to walk around and people say, yeah, he looks like he lost a lot of weight, but you know, he's still out of shape. I, I wanted it all gone. I remember one of the tips he had in the magazine was that he ate Kashi waffles. So I bought Kashi waffles and uh, that was kind of my breakfast for a while. Again, this is all just a very rough draft. So this is just what I was doing at the time um, to try and take massive action. I didn't have my system. I didn't have my book that I wrote. I didn't have my personal trainer certification that I now have. I didn't have my transformation specialist certification that I now have. Um, I just kind of had ambition. I had motivation and I had a fire to want to be more than I had let myself become. So I started eating the waffles in the morning for breakfast. I had no idea if that was going to do anything or not, but that was one of the things I took from the article. And uh, I started uh, focusing on higher protein sources instead of um, uh, eating junk food. And, and the first thing I did is I wrote down everything I ate and what time it was every day for a week. I just put together a very basic list. And, and one of the takeaways I got was that I needed to eliminate a lot of my carbohydrate intake. Uh, when I look back on that week of what I was eating and what I was doing, it was very clear what I was doing wrong. I was not eating breakfast. I would eat uh, sugary, like a candy or uh, something like that for lunch or a bag of chips, something just completely non-nutritious. And then later on in the day, I'd get hungry and have a piece of pizza where I was working. And then when I was done working at 10 or 11 o'clock at the restaurant, I would go and get fast food at 11 o'clock at night. So you're talking maybe 1,500 to 2,000 calories in my stomach when I should be going to bed. So after a week, this was, this was very obvious to me that I had certain things I was doing completely wrong that were amounting to a tremendous amount of my fat gaining quickly. And that was good news because it was clear as day what I was doing wrong. And I took action immediately and put a stop to it. I stopped going to fast food. And uh, I talked to my dad and I told him what I wanted to do. And he was always very interested in seeing me um, take ownership of my physical fitness and, and fix what was broken with me. And I told him that I wanted to lose weight, and I asked him for his help, and he was excited to help me. So he essentially, instead of shopping for the groceries, he said, you know, you're 20 years old. You know what you need to eat. Go pick it up. I'll buy it for you, which was very generous of him, by the way. He could have told me to take a hike. Uh, so he was buying my food and fronting me the money to eat healthy and get out of 
these patterns that I had developed over time. And then he would cook food for me uh, if need be and, and encourage me and point out things that he knew about proper nutrition and proper fitness and uh, kind of went from there. So that took care of the food situation at my house. Now, I was still working at a pizza shop in college. So um, the meal that we were allowed, like part of our daily stipend, so to speak, beyond our pay, our hourly wage and our tips was we were given uh, pizza that we were allowed to eat uh, anytime we wanted that was available. Um, and I talked to the owner of the, the pizza place because I had become close friends with him and said, you know, I really want to take ownership of my life and I want to I lose weight. What do you think about letting me eat something besides pizza? And he was excited. He was excited for me and he had absolutely no problem with it all. And he goes, I'll tell you what, if you stick to it, you and you alone can have grilled chicken breast every single day as much as you need for lunch and for dinner. And you can have that instead of the pizza. But if you don't stick to it, we're not going to half-ass this. You're either going to do it or you're not. And uh, he was a very in-shape guy at the time, uh, probably in his mid-40s then. And uh, he was excited for me. He wanted the best for me, and he was all about it. So I had quickly done two things right, which was fix two problem areas in my life. I identified them, and I fixed them quickly. And uh, I started eating chicken breast at the pizza shop with a little bit of tuna salad sometimes, and uh, I was eating very well at home also. So my nutrition turned around like on a dime, like it did a 180 instantly, it felt like. So that was good, and I had some success, and eventually, um, after like two, maybe three months, I was able to see the scale for the first time that would only go to 350 pounds, and it read 341 pounds. Now, most people, would want to cry if they look at the scale and see 341 pounds. And I also wanted to cry tears of joy because I finally had a number I was working with. I finally had an idea of how much I weighed. And I had spent three months working my ass off to get to a point just to see myself below 350. So that was a huge win for me. And the next win was to get below 340. I was already at 341. And I kind of took it 10 pounds at a time from there. And I kind of let the story progress. And I just, I met, I set tiny little mini goals um, along the way. Now, in regard to physical fitness and getting involved in the gym, I didn't have the success I had nutritionally at first when I went to the gym. So my food intake was fixed quickly. Um, being 400 pounds or very close to it or even a little bit above 400 pounds, you don't have a whole lot of success at the gym right away. And coming from an athletic family, that was really hard for me to understand because I just figured, you know, I'll have the weight. Yeah, I'll be a little bit out of breath, but I can probably do it, right? Well, I couldn't. I mean, I could. the only thing I could do is walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes a day. And it took a while just to work up to that 30 minutes. So one area of my life that I was very fortunate, well, I was fortunate in a lot of areas of my life, but one specific area was my father always believed in having a gym membership available to me. So when I was ready to get started, I already had the gym membership. Now, I don't know how many years he paid for this membership with me not going into the gym, paying for them annually, uh, just in the hope that when I was ready to start, I'd have it and there'd be no barrier to entry, which was cool. And I was super grateful for that because when I was ready to start working out, I just went, you know, I just went to Walmart. I picked up like a triple XL pair of sweatpants or something, whatever I could fit into at the time. And um, 
because there's not many clothing options for people who are 400 pounds. But uh, so I got started and I got started by just walking on the treadmill because I couldn't actually do anything more heavy duty than that. So I couldn't do anything more heavy duty than just walking to start out. And that was humbling. And uh, I almost quit. I almost quit going to the gym. Uh, I, I remember just being absolutely humiliated because when you're 400 pounds, walking on a treadmill is a little bit difficult even for the treadmill. So I remember these incredibly high-pitched noises that the treadmill would make with every step I would take as it was getting compressed. And it was under a tremendous amount of stress because it's not built for 400-pound people. It's built for people like 150 pounds, 200 pounds uh, to jog on. So I was putting these treadmills through a tremendous amount of press pressure and eventually they would break like not just once or twice like this probably happened 15 or so times where in that first month or two of exercising the treadmill would start beeping out of control and say maintenance required or it would just shut down altogether and just say you know contact service rep or whatever I forgot I vividly remember it saying maintenance required and beeping loudly Nobody ever looked at me, but it was mortifying nonetheless for me to be regularly breaking treadmills because of how heavy I was. So I almost quit. I almost just packed it up and stopped going to the gym and said, you know, I'm, I'm just too far gone and, and this is my lot in life and there's thin people and there's heavy people and I happen to be on the extreme end of heavy and everybody has a place in the world and this is mine. And luckily... I didn't buy into that for very long. That, that self-pity lasted maybe a day. And I remember I went back to the gym with a Sony Walkman, like a CD player. Not because I needed the music to work out. I was plenty motivated on my own. Um, but I used the music to hide the noises that the treadmills were making while I was trying to exercise. So I was kind of at the point where I realized I was the most likely person to fail there was nobody who had more work to do and had more weight to lose than me. I was the least likely to succeed. And when I realized that, I kind of let that be a motivating factor to me when I said, you know, fuck this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to work harder than every person in this gym. And at some point in time, whether it's a year or two years from now, I'm going to feel like I belong here and I'm going to look like I belong here. And it took time. It took a lot of time. But eventually the treadmill turned into using the elliptical. And the elliptical turned into just using the elliptical for a half hour to turning it up and doing a half hour of the elliptical with resistance training. Uh, so I made it more difficult for myself so I could keep burning more calories as I got in better shape. And then the elliptical turned into the bike and the bike turned into the bike with resistance and then the, re the bike turned into the Stairmaster. So I was losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. By the time I went back to college in the fall, I was about 300 pounds, which was good. I was losing a, a significant amount of weight. And then I had to learn how to eat college dorm food and use that to my advantage too. So I would pick out salads and I got to a point with the staff that at lunchtime, they knew I wanted two hamburger patties without the bun. They would just make them fresh for me. It was, it was really nice. And I would use the, the school gym uh, to work out every night. 
And, uh, you know, that habit has since changed, but I was just taking action. I was, I was having success because I was sticking with it and I was taking action. I wasn't weighing in regularly. I didn't have my defined system in place, nothing like that. But what I was succeeding in was I was taking massive action. So probably by the time the first semester ended, I was down by, I was down to around 260 pounds. And then by the time spring semester ended, I was down to about 240, 230 pounds. And then I had got down to about 200 pounds that following end of summer, uh, right when I was about to move uh, to Florida for my first like real job. So uh, that's how I did it. I, I just kind of took massive action. I was eating a very rough draft of what I thought was healthy and what I thought was nutritious, but it wasn't refined. And I had no idea of how important goal setting was or anything like that, but it was something. It was something, and that's what I did to lose the weight. Now, there were a lot of fatal mistakes I made along the way where I gained a lot of that weight back shortly after this, which I'm going to talk about in the next three episodes. So that's how I lost 200 pounds initially. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't ideal. It, it certainly scoffs at a lot of the methodology and the system that I have in place in my book, The Diet Detox, but that was my first draft, you know, and the first draft isn't always as pretty as the final copy, but that's what I did at the time to lose the weight. Again, I'm telling you all this because sometimes just taking action is the most important thing, and I also want you to understand where I came from and that I didn't have some pretty perfect diet in place that I used um, to get started. And I also learned very early on that the weight loss programs and systems that are out there for sale for mass consumption are created by people who have never lost any fucking weight. So they don't really have any idea of what it takes to achieve those results in the real world. So they come up with a pretty little list of gimmicks and tricks and studies, and they put a system together on paper that looks great and then it translates over into real life as a train wreck. It's just like bad legislation and politics. You see people who create laws for us to follow. They look real good on paper. They're feel-good legislation. It all sounds great, and it's a disaster when it carries over to real life. See it all the time, and it's no different with weight loss. The majority of the people who have created the weight loss programs we're using, they've never had to lose weight themselves. They've never had to climb to the mountaintop they have no idea how, it, how to get there and what it really takes. If you like this episode, please subscribe to my podcast and check out my Instagram profile at weightlosscoachj or send me an email to jason at jasonfit.com. Thanks so much.